right, riddle me this, Kev. What's one of the first upgrades you should do to your vehicle? What is it? What do you go for? Well, you might think power, but ultimately, from a smart and safe perspective, definitely the brakes. Yeah, no doubt. Upgraded braking systems can really transform a vehicle's performance and honestly give you better peace of mind behind the wheel in any situation. You know, from the track to off-road trails, even the morning commute, every single vehicle deserves performance brakes at an affordable price. And no matter what your vehicle or driving style, PowerStop has complete brake upgrade kits for you. So head to PowerStop.com, fill in your vehicle's information into their easy-to-use brake finder to be matched with complete kits and components that are low-dust, noise-free, and feature upgraded stopping power. That's right. You could join the thousands of other drivers that have already transformed their vehicle into a stopping powerhouse today with PowerStop. PowerStop.com, brake upgrades made easy. Welcome to Two Guys Garage Podcast, a production of iHeartRadio and Britain Productions. It's the Two Guys Garage Podcast. Kevin Bird, Willie B, fired up about who we have on deck for today. Sergio Shipman, he's from Pro Chargers, Supercharger Systems. And dude, Kevin, you know how much we love Superchargers, especially when it comes to Pro Chargers. Oh, man. I mean, there's hardly any better, faster, easier way to make insane power than a bolt-on oh. Supercharger, man. Ah, man, yeah, you've got man. several, several in your arsenal, and I know you've upgraded multiple times, so we'll get into some of that, man, because that's, that's adrenaline-flowing stuff right there. Yeah, not only that, man, but there was huge news released, and we found out from Sergio firsthand at SEMA about, man, what is, is going to shock everybody. If you're watching the NHRA, like you sometimes do, right? They cover it. They get some news coverage. They get some TV time. Well, get this, man. Centrifugal superchargers headed to the NHRA for 2020 season with pro mods. That is, dude, that is what we've all been missing is cars that look like what you can drive on the street. Cars, whether it's old muscle car stuff or late model stuff, it's it's pro mods. It may be a 2013 Camaro or a 69 Dodge Charger, but it's cars you recognize, you have an attachment to, and they're coming to the NHRA. Oh, that's what makes them exciting. They have character, right? There are personalities they're not uh, generic, you know, like a NASCAR. They're all kind of the same shape, blah, 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 with different colors. But, man, these are, you know, you really relate to the drivers. You really relate to the car. They both have personalities. And the setups are so unique. So it is like MMA fighting, right? Yeah. You got jujitsu guy versus Greco-Roman versus a boxer. Like, which one of these guys is going to battle it out and win that quarter mile, man? So I'm really excited to see that sort of wake up the NHRA. I think, I really believe it needed that shot in the arm for a long time. So it's great to see, you know, those two finally coming together, creating a whole season, a whole, you know, opportunity to introduce pro mods to a whole, you know, just a world of eyes and ears that have never experienced that before. So I think that's going to be great for both sides. Yeah, if any of you peeps haven't been following pro mods, I mean, you got to check them out. You know, there's just a whole Phew. different persona in, in drag racing around that class, right? It's it's very different from yeah. the, you know, more corporate, you know, very aligned, everything looks the same kind of. Oh, it's know. a handful to drive, man. These guys are stretching these cars out. They're putting down three plus thousand horsepower. They're driving a snot out of them. Like these guys will drive these cars on the street and they go smack down a, a five second run, you know? It's ridiculous what these guys are capable of doing. And, you know, you think, wow, they do this in cars that you could drive on the street. Yeah. Oh, and I mean, that's what's 
so crazy the last you know five eight years is just the incredible horsepower gains that have been seen everywhere not just in racing right in your production vehicles right when you've got uh you know demons and hellcats when you've got gt500s and you know these guys are pumping seven eight hundred horsepower in a streetcar on pump gas let alone three four thousand horsepower you know and these big cubic inch motors on the street right on the on the you know sort of the race car scene right yeah so geek out for a minute cuz i know for a fact man when it comes to making big power nothing beats a supercharger right nothing beats a centrifugal big snorting you know hanging out right in the front and center just winding as hard as you can wind that sucker nothing beats it for power so how is it capable of making just unreal power where even turbos which use the exhaust right you get free horsepower there turbos are being dominated by these centrifugal superchargers why is that well if we talk about just making monster power in general right i think there's been a lot of advances in the last 10 years or so uh some of them have snuck up on us right so the first thing you got to do is have some structure, right? You got to have, you know, solid rods, pistons, you know, head gaskets and, and heads that can, you know, handle that kind of cylinder pressure. And you could argue that we've had a lot of that of equipment for a long time, but, you know, now it's more readily available stroker kits with all kinds of performance upgrade parts uh, in the OEs, right? They've got tools, you know, like CAE, computer aided engineering, where, you know, they can look inside the block structure, the connecting rod and everything and really efficiently get that structure in let's say a hellcat where you can get 150,000 miles out of something that's produced with 800 and something horsepower so that's just a piece of it hell yeah but the hard part i think the more tricky part is you're working with a knock limited fuel right especially pump gas so if we take a, a hellcat for example how do you make 840 horsepower or whatever on 93 octane and and the secret there i think is, is sort of multiple folds right so you, you want to think simplistically, you squeeze the gas in the air and you light it and boom, you push the piston down. But it actually takes time. Sounds simple enough. Yeah, it, it takes time. If you ever lit a campfire, right, you got to get the leaves burning, the twigs burning, the sticks burning, and then eventually you get the logs. So it takes time. And when your piston's moving so fast, right, and you know, when you put spark in, it's what, 20 some degrees ahead of TDC. So you're starting this burn way ahead of the piston coming up so you're actually pushing the piston down as it's trying to come up and just squeeze the gas before it rocks over tdc and then you're putting all that energy into pushing that piston down and making power well you know you've got knock limit like i said right so your your air and fuel when it's mixed at a certain pressure it's going to explode on its own it's not going to burn it's going to you know, ignite instantly and create a bunch of shock that, you know, breaks parts. Yeah, man. And when those flame fronts hit each other, uh, oh, they, yeah, they'll like, destroy an engine in fractions of a second. So how do you get around that when you still have pump gas? Well, a couple things have helped, right? If you, Kool-Aid. Yeah, man, Kool-Aid. cooling. If you lower that temperature, <laughs> exactly, through an intercooler, right? So better intercooling efficiency. And then these, uh, you know, boost devices, whether it's the turbo, the screw, right, centrifugal, they all have more efficient designs that don't build as much heat for a given amount of boost pressure, right? So that's kind of huge, right? You're, you're building pressure in the cylinder, but you're not building as much hot air, right? Because you're more efficient. But the big one is what we're doing with spark. So we think, uh, you know, an NA motor, you're putting 24 degrees of spark in it or whatever. When you go boost, right, you're building up this heat and this pressure in there because you're shoving it in. 
you got to start delaying your spark advance. So instead of 20 degrees before, right on some of these production engines where they've got pump gas, you might have spark timing at zero, which means, <laughs> right, it takes a long time to burn. So you're really not getting that burn going until the piston's already past TDC and starts going down and the volume grows, right? Yeah, then you're chasing it. Then you're chasing it. So your efficiency drops like a rock, right? I mean, you really want to have peak pressure, you know, near TDC. So you get all of that stroke and all that pressure working on that piston. But, you know, you just can't because that knock limit of the fuel, whether it's race gas or 93 octane. But if you, you know, you have your spark advance at zero, right at TDC, maybe even after TDC, like you said, you're chasing that piston down, you're keeping your peak pressure down so you're, you know, you don't knock, you don't have PI or pre-ignition, yeah. uh, but you can still keep burning a massive amount of air and fuel the whole way down that piston travel. So again, your efficiency drops like a rock when you're making 800, but your power is going through the roof. But you're still making 800. That's right. And that's all <laughs> we really care about. You know, because, you know, when we talk about streetcars, as soon as you back off the throttle and you're cruising, it's like that blower device isn't even there. You're getting great mileage. Yeah. So it's only like this temporary sacrifice that I'm willing to make. Right. And, <laughs> and the best part is you can, you can find higher quality fuel. You can address that, right, through a myriad of different ways. But, you know, you, there's always race gas. <laughs> like, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I think the key is, you know, you can make 800, 900 on the street with pump gas. And then any octane increase you do, whether it's E85 or high octane fuel, you're just moving that ceiling up, right? And you're yeah. putting more spark advance in it. And the more spark advance in it, the more power you can make. Your efficiency goes up. So, yeah, I mean, it's a sliding scale. Let alone all the, you know, all the migration over to E85 and E90, which is, you know, I got a couple cars I run on that. Man, it makes a... A significant difference you know you're talking inlet temps and you know cooling off that combustion chamber you know e85 and some of those fuels that you know allow a lot cooler burn man that's uh that's room to grow for sure oh it's huge and that's what's awesome about the you know the alcohol fuels is uh you know when they vaporize they have a cooling effect so that's one thing and then they also have the octane so between the octane increase and the cooling effect right it's a double whammy man that's a mega yeah. power header right there yeah, what is that? What is that? Leitman's heat of vaporization or something? You something got kind of, it, man. You, I, I'm it, sure you would know that big science word for it. Latent heat of vaporization. You got it. Yeah, right on. I knew it was in there somewhere. <laughs> All right. Well, look, man. When it comes to superchargers, I, I know from firsthand experience. I, I've been racing with guy Sergio, who we we're gonna meet in just a second. For a number of years, man. Back in the day, I remember my first one. I think it was like a, God, I ran an F1 first. No, I ran a small one, like, a, you know, an S1. Then I moved up to an F1. And then I got the big boy at the time, which was an F2. And then I upgraded that F2 and a 69 Super B. That's when I was turning a lot of mid-8s, you know. And I upgraded that to an F2R. And, man, for a minute, that was king of the hill. Yeah. That hill doesn't stay stable, does it? It keeps moving gets bigger you got to climb even higher man yeah that's child's play compared to what they're making now so we'll take a break now when we come back man we'll find out some of the latest and greatest when it comes to well all things pro charger from the man from the company it's the two guys garage podcast
It's the Two Guys Garage Podcast. Kevin Bird, Willie B, man. We're talking centrifugal superchargers, which I thought was huge news in the NHRA with Pro Mods. And man, Pro Mods for me was always like that dream class, Kev. That's what I drool on. Bro, have you ever driven a car with a like a big, huge supercharger on it? Something with a nasty like centrifugal blower on it? You know, my uh, scale is probably on a super sub 1,000 horsepower. So I know you're on a whole different scale because you don't even like consider it a car until it's over 1,200. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, that thousand, that sub thousand, man, it's a uh, God. It's it's wicked. So I can only imagine two, three thousand. I mean that uh, motor we just did on the show, that five two supercharged. I mean that made a thousand eighty nine. So that'll probably be yeah. my my personal best super build. Yeah, man. I'll tell you, having a big F two R in my race car, I never forget one time when when the car was doing big wheelies, and and one time when I first decided just to let it eat, man, I was holding on the brake, and that thing was just building a bunch of boost, and I let it go and. You know, turbos and blowers act so much different than the car. When I let go of that trans brake, when I let go of that button, dude, the front end was like, whap, pow. It was like a whip. Like, literally, somebody hit you with a sack of potatoes. And, man, I was just like, ride it out, ride it out. And I literally had my foot masked, and it built boost as it was going down the track. I crossed 60 foot with, with the rear tires and rode a wheelie all the way past the 330 mark. And it was dragging the bumper just, you know. When you see nothing but, you know, daylight nothing but blue skies and you have no idea where the front of the car is and i just i grabbed second gear i had a power glide in the car and good god it still wouldn't sit down and the only thing i could think about was just ride it out just ride it out and it would just man it would not sit down for the longest time <laughs> i'm telling you man there's a lot of faith because yeah when you're aiming at the sky dude you have no idea where you're going you're like well, I hope I'm in the lane. I hope I'm <laughs> right. still on the track. I hope I'm going the right direction, you know? Yeah, yeah if you're grabbing gears while you still got two tires in the air, man, that's balls. That's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's fun times, terrible on the uh, bottom side of the car. So well, how much horsepower are you making in that setup? So at the time, it was like 1446, man. So it was a bad, you know, it was a pretty bad ride. That was in, you know, a heavier setup in the 69, you know, Dodge Super B. So now it's much lighter. Car's about 2,700 pounds with me in it. So I'm, uh, I'm anxious. I got, and now I have a turbo set up on it, but I, uh, I do have connections there at, at Pro Charger. And next year, I'm going to be running a big FX3, which we talk about when we get into this conversation at SEMA, because those things, when you're making big horsepower, that's, that is the ticket. That's the, the key to making big power. Oh, man, that's like uh, Willy Wonka getting the golden candy bar, yeah. man. You know, like that's like getting the whole fact. That's a win right there. That's awesome. All right. Well, speaking of making some big power, we got Sergio from Pro Charger. Uh, great interview at uh, SEMA 2019. Got a lot of inside scoop. So let's check it out. It's Two Guys Garage Podcast, Kevin Bird, Willie B, live from SEMA 2019, and there is some huge, and I mean big time news in the NHRA world, especially when it comes to pro mods. We're talking guys going real, real fast. King of the Hill nowadays, it belongs to Pro Charger, and the man with Pro Charger joins us right now. Sergio, always a pleasure to have you on and chat with you, talk to you. Man, how does it feel being at SEMA? Willie, Kevin, it's great. SEMA 2019 is awesome. Yeah, man. It's been a lot of fun. It's busy already. It's just We're just barely <laughs> in the second day, and we're having a lot of fun here. I tell you what, man. We were in their booth right now, and it is packed. Elbow to elbow, you can't hardly move. I mean, there's 
Pro Chargers, Chargers everywhere. Everybody's super yes. stoked, and uh, we're standing right next to the big bad boy right here. Yeah, man, you got some big, big news, hard-earned. Tell us what just came down the pipe and things were breaking here, you know, on the Two Guys Garage podcast. Go ahead. Yeah, centrifugal superchargers and NHRA Pro Mod. Say it, what? It's going to happen. 2020 season, you will see what one of the coolest classes ever to yeah. come into NHRA on, on the prime time that you'll see on TV is going to be Pro Mod. I mean, yeah, pro man. stocks are cool. Of course, funny cars and top fuel, that's the... That's the big show. Right. But to see pro mods, you'll see old body style cars, new body style cars, turbos, you know, that pop and bang when they stage yeah, yeah. And, and flat hoods. And then you'll, you see big roots and screw blower cars with big blowers sticking out of the hood. Now you're going to see centrifugals with, with a big hole in the front end. You'll see the pro charger making the whistle sound, big zoomies throwing yeah, a bunch of dude. alcohol out of the pipe. So for a guy that cut his teeth in drag racing, that's where that's where my heart is, that's where my passion is. You know, I own an F3X, dude. I can't wait to get my car out. This this is the piece of equipment that if you want to make real God, like, you know, taunting power, dude, this is the mechanism to do so. That F3X has changed the world. And a lot of pro mod guys are now finding, you know, after a lot of hard fought battles, a lot of back and forth with the NHRA, they're finally going to get their time to shine. Let's be honest, pro stocks have kind of, you know, dwindled in, in just value, right, towards the crowd and the people. What pro mods and these drivers and these builders have done is amazing because these cars are turning unreal times, making ungodly horsepower. The guys, the teams behind them is, are really sick. And, you know, you guys have been at the forefront trying to milk this and make this happen for a right. number of years, man. Yeah, it, and, you know, NHRA really tightens the rules up, so it's really fair so that one combo doesn't run away with the other. And, you know, 3,500 horsepower is what it takes to compete in NHRA you Pro You hear mod. that, Kevin? I know. 3,500. 30, 30, but it's quarter mile, you know. Yeah. We're, we're so, all, over all these years, you know, Pro Chargers celebrating their 25th anniversary this year. And for all these years, we've been in the drag racing world for since the beginning. Oh, yeah. But it's been a lot of eighth mile, drag radial things, which is great. We won, you know, one of the biggest drag radial races earlier this year in Sweet 16. But... You know, to run quarter mile at 3,500 horsepower is a little bit of a different thing than eighth mile. That's yeah, another, man. you know, that's five and a half, five, Sacrificing five parts. 70s, five 80s. That's a, <laughs> a couple more seconds at full throttle makes a difference. So, you know, it took over two years of development to make a supercharger strong enough, make a drive system, a coupler system and a drive to spin our supercharger to handle, you know, the, the, that power level and handle quarter mile. And we've done it. You know, a lot of people are familiar with superchargers being belt-driven off the crank, but so this setup here you can't see, but you need to check it out online. It's crank-driven, so it's hanging off straight off the front of that crankshaft and damper, right? So it's got kind of basically shafts running straight into the charger, right? You got a couple of couplers in there. Yeah, there's right? some bushings in there to dampen some of the vibrations that come from the crank or from the supercharger back in right, the right. crank. Right, yep. So it's like the old like pop-in blowers back in the day, right? The, yeah. The old supers, the way it's kind of set up. It's a cool little... Cool yeah. little arrangement there. And you got an accessory drive off of it to do like fuel pumps and things like that because, you know, supplying, supplying, that thing's supplying a lot of air, man. To get the fuel to match that, man, you need some pumps. Yeah, and, big pumps. And dude, this, this mechanism that you guys have created is it not only has it been the most sought after, you know, I'm social with a lot of these 1320 guys, a lot of pro mod guys, a lot of racers. Whenever they show this, all right, this F3X, and it comes in a number of series. Dude, 
they're, they're mean of business. This is the piece of equipment to have to make three, 4,000 horsepower. Right. Yeah, 4,000 horsepower is just right around the corner. You know, NHRA might not allow it as we get growing in that, but the drag ready world, other worlds, we're continuing to grow. We're not stopping here at this F3X 140. We're going to continue growing. We're going to get there. Who knows? Maybe someday you'll see a, a Pro Charger Centrifugal on a top alcohol or, you know, even top fuel funny yeah. car. It, it could happen someday. So 140 millimeters, like what kind of speeds are you turning in that thing? Uh, maximum speed on this 140 is, is 70,000. 70,000. 70, so pushing a, a lot of air. Pressure lot. ratio? Yeah, we're usually on a combo, 3,500 horse combo. It's close to 60 pounds of boost wow. is what it's pushing. Wow. And that's 60 pounds on these big, you know, 526 cube Hemi. Hemi drag race motor, so it's a that's a lot God, of airflow in that 70 cylinder. Seventy pounds. Think about that, you guys. You know, think about what that means, what the internals are going through. I mean, every component has to be top dog, and when, especially when you're strapping on something like you know that can feed so much air in it, man, and move so much fuel and so much mass. You know, you guys have been in development of this for a long time, trying to make it right with the NHRA. How big of a hurdle was it to get that knocked off and to be approved and finally get in? Yeah, it was, it was a big deal, and it's not something we could just do on our own. We had to work with, with some serious race teams, serious engine builders, to develop an engine package. And engine builders and race teams at NHRA trusts their data. So we, we've, you know, several races this year, we had exhibition cars that showed up, raced together with Pro Mods, and they were, you know, during qualifying. They didn't let them race during eliminations. Right. But all four rounds of qualifying, there are two or three Pro Charger cars would would run right after the, the, the current legal car. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah, and they showed we were running right with and them. How was that received? How did the crowd like it? How did, how did people out there? Because when you think pro mods, you guys, you got to understand, right? And Kevin, you can test. Most pro stock cars look the same. You can't really distinguish one from the other. Pro mods have a very unique persona. Well, they, got they, they take it to the driver. Yeah, right? they, they're characters, right? Yeah. Each one of them can look different, be set up different, right? And I think that's what people love about any competition is when it's not vanilla versus vanilla, right? Right? You can gear to got somebody, you can relate to somebody. You know, there's some excitement there, yeah, right? There's, there's Camaros, there's Corvettes, there's Chargers, there's yeah. Cadillac pro mods out yeah. there, you know? Yeah. And they're the, early cars, you know, with. Of course, they're carbon fiber, but they've got chrome bumpers. Yeah. You know, there's split window Corvettes. There's early 60s Mustangs. I mean, there's everything. That, and, and modern stuff. There's brand new C7 Corvettes. I, I really so, think it's the era of cars that people love, appreciate, love to watch race, right? And even though all, all, all the cars are similar, but seeing a 68 Camaro has got a little stretch on it, go up against an old Charger or a, you know, a Cadillac CTSV just got a stretch or a new Mustang. Dude, that's exciting for yeah, fans. Absolutely. And every race series, right? And, and unfortunately, most of the time is you start out with a whole bunch of unknowns like MMA in the, in the first beginnings, yeah. right? You got jujitsu and you got Greco-Roman wrestling and, and, you know, all of a sudden you see who's winning. And so then you got to kind of do that and you got to do it. And the next thing you know, everybody looks the same. So we'll see how long we can maintain the character because that's what we all love in any kind of sport, right? Yeah, yeah, man. So what is next for Pro Charger? You look, you finally got this approved by the NHRA. So that, 
that well, I'm sure will limit what you could do in that class. But like you said, you guys are in every racing, every division, whether it's, you know, small tire radio, you know, big tire stuff. You see pro chargers on everything because they make great, big, massive power. Right. Yeah, we're, we're continuing to dominate in the drag radial world. You know, we, we just came off one of the bigger drag radial races, No Mercy. We won an ultra street class. We won X275. We won radial versus the world with yeah. a similar combo like this promo that we're talking about you know we were first to run a 350 eighth mile on radials God, you guys have been killing it man so, so that's right. really awesome so if we take it down like one notch like henry ford's like race on sunday sell cars on monday right if you go from the full-on racing series to the guys that are in the street what do you guys have that's hot yeah, that's exactly right. Race, you know, win on Sunday, drive to work on Monday. Well, we we want to drive to work really damn fast. Right. <laughs> so right. tell us so how to do that. you can drive to work with a Pro Charger. We've got kits for street cars, you know, and that's really our bread and butter of Pro Charger. Yeah. Is we make, you know, we make kits for, for late model street cars. Oh, yeah. Got one you on know. my Camaro. Right. <laughs> yeah. New Camaros, new Mustangs, new Challengers, you know, trucks. The A lot of the, you know, half-ton trucks we make kits for, the Ford and Chevy and Dodge. And that's our biggest seller. We're, we're California carb approved on more and more kits as we're as we develop a new kit. We go, you know, it's it's almost par for the course now. We develop a kit, we go right out to California to their test labs, make sure it's carb approved, and, uh, and it's huge, man. That yeah, way we can serious. sell, sell yeah. to California. I yeah. mean, and there's a lot of things that you can do to a car to really screw up that carb thing, but to be able to, you know, throw on this kind of power. This kind of fun factor and still like past the smogs, that's yeah. awesome. Yeah, yeah like right behind us, we've got a 2019 Mustang GT, and our kit adds 300 horsepower to that, and it's California carb approved legal. Wow. You know, so to add, so, you know, to add that much horsepower, you've got to add a lot of fuel. So, but we have to keep it emissions friendly. We've, we've, uh, you know, come up with ways to do that, and it's completely carb legal, carb approved. Yeah, man. And anybody. So that way, a carb you know, 300 horse. Right? right. I mean, so, that's like a whole other engine you just shoved in there. Right. And the great part is if you if you want 300 horse, they got you covered. If you want 500 horse, they got you covered. If you want 3,500, yeah, man, they really do step up, you know, according to what you want. You name your power, right, and they've got something to make that come to fruition. Yep. We are, you know, mo We've got lots of different kits, different kinds of cars and motorcycles. Even we make kits for Harley Davidson motorcycles. I, and I got one question for you. Why do you think Centrifugal is better than the supercharger? A lot of people will know as the roots, the one that sits on top of the intake. So give us a little side-by-side -side comparison because a lot of people may not know the difference between a Centrifugal and that old root style. So right. explain that a little bit. Yeah, Centrifugal superchargers commonly look a little bit like a turbocharger. It has a impeller blade or a wheel that spins and a rounded compressor housing a lot like a turbocharger. Um, so, and, and it's mounted off the side of the engine, but it is driven by a belt. So it's still, uh, you know, not turbocharger driven by exhaust. Right. And a, you know, positive displacement top mounted supercharger, like you said, you know, is mounted on top of the engine. One of the bigger advantages of ours is it's mounted off to the side. It's not going to have the heat soak mounted as the top mounted superchargers would. Yeah. Um, a lot of, you know, intercooling is another big thing. Ours, all of our kits come with an air to air intercooler for the streetcars. You know, the top-mounted superchargers also have intercoolers, but they're air-to-water. They're a liquid intercooler. Again, that's going to heat soak because it's sitting right on top of the engine. So, sure. Yeah, maybe first pull on the dyno. Horsepower numbers are decent, comparable. But you're not, when are you going to, you know, you're out on the street. You, another car pulls up next to you. You're going to race your buddy. That's, yeah. you know, everything's heat soaked. Our intercooler's out front. 
it's going to get good, cool, reliable power, safe on 91 octane. See, you gave the scenario we all love. You're out on the street. You with your buddy. He pulls up to the light. You know what's going to happen. Do you want the heat soaked version, right, of boosted power, or do you want something that's fr grabbing fresh, cool air? And you know that inlet Hold on a minute. Let me less. let my machine cool down. <laughs> right. Yeah. Let me bring, let me get some ice. Yeah. Let's right? stop by the convenience store, get him some ice. Yeah, cool man. This down, and then we'll race in an hour. <laughs> yeah. Well, again, man, where do people find out all things Pro Charger, all the stuff you guys are making? And you guys should realize, regardless of what you have, there's there's a kit for your car. I don't care if it's old school muscle, if it's modern muscle like Camaros, you know, you got Mustang in here. My man, Fireball, I know, I know the Fireball guys really well, man. They love your stuff, dude. So where do people find out more details, kits, info, and all the works? Check out our website, ProCharger.com, all of our social media. We've got Instagram. We've got Facebook. Yeah, get on those the social media side. See all the pictures right here live from ProCharger. Uh, we've got a pretty interesting story on a Challenger that's in the booth that got stolen a couple days before SEMA started. That car got, was oh, stolen. I heard about that. Yeah, yeah. That's in our booth. That's it. It's that's back. <laughs> yep, it got stolen, recovered, and uh, police released it just in time for SEMA setup. So it's here in the booth. Crashed. I love it. It's got caution tape all yeah. over it. The front end's all smashed up where the guy uh, ran into a highway patrol car as they were chasing him. Wow. But it's here. Wow. Yeah. Dude, yeah, I man. love it, man. Yeah, but hey, yeah, check out our website. The our show must media. go on. Yeah. You know? Again, ProCharger.com, right? ProCharger.com. Yeah. Our Instagram is uh, official ProCharger. Okay. And Facebook is, uh-oh. Uh it's, it's also yeah, yeah pro, pro charger. charger yeah just search there you go man you'll find yeah, it you'll and find again it. he's been a friend and just a a great partner to have for years and years and years we appreciate that man appreciate your time and love what you're doing for the sport of racing and car enthusiasts man so absolutely sergio pro charger kevin bird willie b the two guys garage podcast live from sema 2019 thank you Man, oh man, what a crazy story about that thousand horsepower Challenger, man, right there in the booth. I mean, you know, you think you put all this work into a ride and you get to SEMA, it's all like, you know, they throw out all the yeah. ribbons and the, you know, all the confetti and you just roll in and it's awesome and the music's playing. Next thing you know, dude, where's my car? <laughs> dude, where's my car? Like, don't mess with my discount. <laughs> Uh, yeah, man, somebody stole your car. Like, I guess it was at Lodi Docker at the, the hotel right up from them where the, you know, the guys are probably getting ready to bring it to Lodi Docker or whatever. Ended up in a high-speed chase where a dude crashed that car into like a like a carting, you know, track or something, which would have been fun for a couple minutes. Right. Yeah, I mean, he rams a police car, then blows through some fence into a cart event that's happening right there. <laughs> I think he ended up splitting from there, and I don't know if he abandoned the thing or whatever, but... Thankfully, they ended up catching this guy who supposedly yeah, shot was, somebody, was, man. What a it crazy. Was, imagine that. And the best part is, is it was in the booth at Seaman, probably because of that story. We'll be, you know, we'll always have that that sort of tribute aspect to it. You know, they that's that car that got stolen and the dude crashed it because it's fixable, it's repairable, and Pro Charger's probably going to ride that out for a long time. Oh, yeah. I mean, and think about it now. I mean, we're just talking about big power. A thousand's really not even that big a number anymore. So at SEMA, you'd be like, oh, it's another thousand horsepower car. But now it's that <laughs> thousand horsepower car that rammed a cop car, blast through this and that, that. You know, like, I wonder if that guy yeah. had any idea what he was stealing, right? Did he think, oh, I'm just going to steal this cool little car. Next thing you know, he hits the gas pedal and he's doing donuts and, you know, back end's coming around on him. It must have been a little bit uh, surprising. 
It's a modern version of smoking the Hellcat. <laughs> I mean, I think most you people know? get in a car have no idea. You know, they're just jacking the thing, and all of a sudden, there's a thousand horsepower under your foot. Uh, that's got a little be eye opening. Yeah, especially how fast a supercharger can generate wheel speed. I mean, it. There's no turbo lag there, man. It is instantaneous. It is vicious. And if you're not ready for it, man, it will put you in a ditch in a heartbeat. Yeah, but I tell you what. I'm ready for it, and uh, I'm just super <laughs> stoked that these guys have all these kits for all these late model cars. And if I can just bolt it on, I mean, they have everything yeah. for all these kind of late model applications, and a lot of them are just fully like street legal, you know, 40, 48, 50 states. Is it 50 states? <laughs> uh, yeah, man. And nobody's telling on you in the other states. It's like Fight Club. <laughs> we don't mention it. <laughs> but yeah, man, it's a whole lot of fun, and it's all bolt on. So get you some Pro Charger. That was a hell of an interview, man. Good times for sure. And man, Bird, I can't wait to take you a ride in one of these cars and let you release the trans brake on something with, you know, 15 pounds of boost at a, you know, in a sticky tire scenario, bro. Dude, I want to see some sky. <laughs> let's see some sky you will my friend and that puts the wraps on the two guys garage podcast and make sure you guys check out our tv show it's weekends on motor trend network check your local listings episodes are also now streaming on motor trend on demand big thanks to our guest sergio shipman also my man kevin bird i'm willie b our producer scoop and executive producer bob ecker yeah, and don't forget to check out our website, twoguysgarage.com, and share your thoughts with us on social. We're on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, of course, at Two Guys Garage. Now, Two Guys Garage podcast is a copyright 2019 Brenton Productions Incorporated. All rights reserved because we own it. Hey, you guys, take care. See you on the next Two Guys Garage podcast. Two Guys Garage podcast is a production of iHeartRadio and Brenton Productions. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, Visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows.